0: You're listening to After Moral,
2: broadcasting from the beautiful South Byrne. Except no South
1: Welcome, dear listeners. Welcome to the den. It's a packed house. Carper the sees the day, says the London Evening Standard. What a situation you find us in. Millwall need a win. That's all we need. A win, and we're into the shootout for the playoffs. With the prize of the Premier League at the top table there, dear listeners. Your Millwall side just about to enter the pitch. Changes in the uh, I think in the formation. George Long's in goal. We've got a back line, I believe. go, Callum Styles, Jake Cooper, Sean Hutchinson, Danny Mack returning to the side. Jules Saddle, Billy Mitch in about that back four. Duncan Watmore is Ian Fleming, player of the season in the midfield three. Oliver Burke in the attacking three. Tom Bradshaw up front. It's a gunfight at the Zampa Road. Corral, dear listeners. I am your Huckleberry. Welcome to our mill Millwall. My name is Nick Hart and I've already had one. You're in my seat, mate. It's a packed house. Mate is rocking, as you can probably tell, behind me. also need a win. Listeners, let's not forget, let's not get ahead of ourselves. They're on minus three goal difference, but a win for them they would leave them needing other teams to um, you know, drop points for them, Sunderland and Coventry being the other two contenders. But from the middle perspective, a draw's no good, loss certainly no good, but a win puts us in with a shot at the big time. 18,000 crowd, I believe. It looks like it's a sellout. Place is packed. Block 1 is packed. It's been a long while coming this match, dear listeners. How's it been for you? I've been um, itchy and scratchy increasingly as the week's gone along. Yesterday was um, like waiting for for the dental appointment. Here we are. It's a grey overcast afternoon. a little bit of rain in the air, but not much. Blackburn Rovers dressed in a kind of a fuchsia pink. Millwall, of course, in traditional blue and white. Monster noise, monster noise. match day uh, for the Lions Trust Cup. The um, the sense of being overpowered by the four stands around you is, is really quite intense. On a full house with um, a fired up crowd, I don't know, it would be very, very intimidating. Blackburn will have to be um, ma- playing at their max to, to ride out there something. That will be their tactic. Gary Rowett, in one of his pre-match interviews, expects them to Dominate the ball, as he put it. This is an interview with the uh, line, uh, London News Online. He expressed him to dominate the ball. Pick possession. And if the day uh, needed any more ramping up, we've now got a performance of the national anthem. I believe the lady's name is Jay Britton. Partner of one of the, uh, I think it's Danny O'Callaghan. I don't know what that's all about. tingling. I presume there was some um, comment from the background end now. I don't know. I, didn't see, I can't see it where I stand. I've got the side of the uh, West Upper. Right by me. There we are, the listeners. Enough talking. Carpet the sees the day. Millwall will be attacking the away end in the first half, as per the instructions of the Renal bead. incidentally. Now, that, that instruction was carved on that Enthromant chair. Yeah, I don't know if you looked. The coronation thronement chair. If you had a look, some of the graffiti carved in the 16th and 17th centuries did actually say Millwall must attack the, first, the, uh, the away end in the first half. Noise in here is getting me uh, scrambled, dear listeners. We are underway, however. Free kick Mill. What more copping here on the left? Inside the first minute still. Early chance for the Lions to dig the ball into the middle. Biles to take it, floats it rightwards, there's Joe Cooper on the edge of the penalty, the ball's bouncing around in the middle, it's Tom Bradshaw, opportunity there for Berks, the shot was blocked, he almost broke there for a moment, one and a half minutes, this is Watmore now, it's a frenetic start by the Lions, Watmore keeps possession on the right side, that's going to go to a throwing throw-in this year. In two men back, Blackburn do have to win this. They don't have any options. As I've said already. I've when it comes, it runs across the face of the of the uh, goal mouth, Wow, two and a half minutes. Ball spread. This is uh, Barrios and Diaz, the uh, Chilean international, over on the left side. They're going backwards again. They they do like to pass the ball around in defence. Fleming just caught there. Seems to be their their modus operandi. Got a very Latin today's show, listeners, haven't I? Carpe DM now modus operandi. What else can I come up with? In vino veritas. I'm at the limit of my Latin now. Five minutes in. Long way to go, of course. How's your nerves, listeners? You all know the result by the time you hear all this. How's your nerves? My nerves are pretty ragged. <laughs> From ZN now, seven minutes. In it comes. In the air post as uh Savile around, it falls to It, who was it? Duncan Wilmer, I think. All hit the crossbar. Must have bounced over the line. The referee has his watch on. Lions lead it one 0 Massive, massive first goal, listeners. You don't need me to tell you that the, the score of the first goal in Millwall matches invariably is the uh, the team that prevails whether that be the opposition or or ourselves. So that's a huge, huge first strike. But calm this, dear listeners. Calm your nerves. No calm nerves in this place. This is Joel Savile. What can he do? He's been clipped as a free kick done really well there George Saville, really well held the ball, he wasn't going to to get a shot away, held the ball, got himself clipped on the edge of the penalty area, just left of the D good work George Saville came third in the player of the season contest which I thought was hard on him done really really well this is a chance though for the player of the season Zian Fleming what can he do Fleming and Saville standing over the ball very careful with his placement, Zian Wall is lined up. Here we go. One, two, three shot.
0: Oh, it's in the post. <laughs> 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 Amazing! Oh, he's getting it offside.
1: Oh my word! To be that linesman over there, there, listeners. You're giving us offside. So, so would the goal win disallowed? Yeah, late flag. Late flag. He's fucking flagged up. Premier League. In in, in uh, the the con- conspiracy, listeners. The Premier League conspiracy. Ticking towards 21 minutes, coming towards the halfway point of the first half. Obviously, a dream start for Millwall with that early goal, and then the unluck- unluckiness of the um, disallowed one from the Zian Fleming free kick. Couldn't, imagine, you know. But anyway, I mean, just to be one ahead at this stage would have been an ideal. There's a shot from distance, one each. 36 from the edge of the penalty area. He's put the ball into the net. He's decided he's going to go to the crowd and talk the crowd. That won't work out well. Basic shot from the edge of the penalty, beats George Long. That to see it again. Don't know how much George Longiness there was involved in that. I don't know. There'll be a lot of posts that Bart gets that. Should be Oliver Burke on the break, the right side. He's got more with him ahead of him. It's a long ball forward for more to chase down. The- oh! the moment, the goal is wide open.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> mistake by the trap by defence. One mouse there, Sladdy over 2-1. football dear listeners.
1: Basically a hopeful ball in from the right side by Oliver Burke. Uh, really, if they, um, they look long, I thought was going to go through to the goalkeeper. If the defender had touched it, it fell into the path. But Duncan Watmore found himself a wide open goal for 2-1. Millwall, 37 minutes. Awful, awful mistake by the defender. Nice finish by Duncan Watmore. He had work to do there. 2-1 to the Lions, listeners. I can't do this kind of thing, listeners, anymore. I'm too old for this kind of nervous tension. I've been coming down it for 50-odd years. I can't do this kind of thing anymore. You'll get to send somebody else to do it. Gary Wowit. Well- Gary Wowit. Gary Rowit. <laughs> Speaking before the game, describes the game's of fine margins, that football cliché. Um, speaking to the, uh, the news that Danny says the playoff race could be decided by fine margins. It might be decided by the hair passing on that Blackburn Rovers defender. 37, 38 minutes on the clock. Long, long way to go yet, Dennis. But that's um, the kind of fine margin I think Rowett had in mind. Ball breaks. Oliver Burke, right side. What can he do? He's into the box.
0: all 39 minutes! The thing exploded! <laughs> <laughs> all is redeemed mate.
1: All those criticisms everything we've ever said about Oliver Berg. I withdraw it. Members of the jury will disregard everything I've ever said about Oliver Berg. Finish. Just watch it on the big screen here. Beautiful finish. Cuts into the area on the right side. Slams it home from the, the corner of the penalty area. Fantastic finish. Well, right. That is half-time, this news. Mill will lead it 3-1. Have a listen. Ooh. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the second half, dear listeners. The teams are now Millwall coming out. Certainly the backboard have been out for a few minutes on the pitch. A um, few pointers. Apparently Ben Thompson's in the house, I'm, I'm told, by Mike Hayden in Block 4. Shout out to Ben Thompson. Um, offside calls, apparently the... the uh, uh, the Bradshaw offside call was inches and the first goal by Watmore was over the line by inches. So there we are, inches are the fine margins that Gary Rowitz mentioned at the start of the game. Business. So it's going to be Blackburn to kick us off second half, they're going to be attacking the away end. Mill, of course, attacking the cold blow lane end as per the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle instructions of the Venerable Bede. Away we go huge 45 minutes cushion, a two goal cushion now dangerous cushion to have some say this is Diaz coming in from the left side now, balls into the central zone that's clipped on the D free kick for Blackburn, dangerous area 49 minutes shooting opportunity looks like it will be uh, Brereton he's the only player I know he was in the World Cup, wasn't he, for Chile. Ticking towards 50th, the 50th minute. just complaining about the wall. It's taking forever to get this free kick taken, listeners. Here we go. Slammed home. Slammed home from close. Gone got down well, battered away their players in the box and slammed in. 3-2. 50 minutes. Got down, uh, spilled it. I do it would have been hard to expect him to take it, but it fell into the path of the uh, strikers in the six yard box. There we go. Give free kicks away in dangerous positions, you're going to get punished, listeners. There's superlatives in this game, listeners. It's the biggest game since 2002 at uh, the Den. we ticking towards the 60th minute, so that makes it the biggest half an hour since 2002. Given the uh, the stakes, uh, possibly since 1988. Blackburn playing the ball about in their midfield now, passing back and forth. Here they come on the left side. 62 minutes. Edge of the penalty area, the 19 almost at a the moment there. It's a shot from the 22 puts the ball in for three all. Diaz decent strike. In fairness, beats George Long to his left. 3-3. Be Millwall if it was easy, dear listeners, would it? It's a cliche, we've all said in our in our time. This is Billy Mitchell now. Millwall pressing forwards now. This is Ian Fleming. Releases Tom Bradshaw. What can he do? But Bo- throws the ball across. Oh, just in front of Joe Savile at a far post. 64 minutes. Hmm. Danny Mac... All flows forward, it's some um, through to uh, Bradshaw, unfortunately dispossessed. This is now Blackburn, it is held to skelter stuff out there, listeners. Manic. Blackburn pressing forward, 65 minutes. This is the 19 on the right side. They're finding space, that's going to go for a right-sided corner. We've got defensively gone to pieces. In it comes. It's deep, deep, deep. It runs across the face of the goal. Blackburn keep possession on the left side. Mill getting pushed back and back and back. That's a deep one. Long takes. Long takes. 66 minutes. Coming towards the halfway point of the second half. Lions went into it, of course, with that 3-1 win. uh, That 3-1 lead. Pegged back now by um, Blackburn. They've pressed forwards in fairness to them. Game is wide open. Mill have gone close themselves. Teams need the win. Blackburn just outside the mill pensier you know, trying to beat the through the ball down the left side. That's gonna be picked up by the two. Booyer is with him. Not a player you'd normally associate with defensive work, but that's the ball off the lines of the crossbar. Bloody hell headed onto the crossbar by Scott Malone. That was Brera and Diaz heading back across the goals. Another shot in from the right side. Mill can't get the ball clear, listeners. They keep giving it to this Greereton type, who is dangerous, and that's going to go for a corner on the left. Mill dodge another bullet. Ball breaks, Ian Fleming. Spreads the play. This is uh, Tyler Bury on the left side. Takes his man on, he cuts into the area. What can he do? Shots into the box, no one there. Battered away by the goalkeeper, but no one following in to, to pick up on that loose ball. Blackburn pressing forwards now, a goal for either side probably kills the game, there's a ball at the far post, there's a 22, 4-3, I think mean, that's game, set and match there listeners. Ball on the break, pressing forwards, um, it going to happen, one side or the other was going to do that. Uh, That's a gutty gutty finish to uh, a magnificent afternoon, dear listeners. I can't see us um, making anything of it now. How to sum up this afternoon, listeners. Obviously, a manic first half put put us in a wonderful position. 3-1 up at half-time. You couldn't have asked for any any better opportunity than that. And then, effectively, we've let... uh, a two-goal lead gets slipped um, slip bias for a 4-3 loss in the end, um, which is very, very poor. And there's no other way to put it. Um, it probably sums up the season. Some really good form on occasions, some really good performances, mixed with some really um, incompetent stuff. And... Um, at certain critical moments, we've got ourselves into positions and in certain other critical moments, more of them, we've let that slip away. So it's probably a summary of the season in some ways. Um, as far as today's performance has been concerned, I think um, I haven't seen the the goals back. So I'm, I'm speaking, you know, obviously in raw in real time at the end of a very disappointing result. Um, question marks for me today over the performance of Danny Mack. I think we looked a bit vulnerable at times on the flanks. This is uh, Mason Bennett, balls into the box. That's gone for a right-sided corner. Mill continuing to press hard into these final dying minutes. Two minutes in, two minutes to go. We've looked a little bit vulnerable in the second half. They've exploited the flanks very well. They've come at us and scored some decent strikes from distance. George Long's gone forwards for laughs and giggles. In it comes bouncing around so yeah um, the good the bad and the ugly all mixed together in one cocktail I think that's probably a summary of Mill's season the summary of this afternoon it's been um, high octane watching for a neutral I imagine it must be a magnificent game to watch on television Um, as far as a non-neutral there's a real sense of having let a great opportunity slip out of our grasp Um, summertime of uh, planning ahead the ball bouncing around down there, it's going to be hoof Clip. Uh, we'll see what the summertime brings, listeners I, I can't believe that there won't be changes to this squad, let's put it that way, I think one or two players have had um, the big time nerves um, and that's that's when you find out, players, isn't it there we are man of the match, I suppose, for the first half performance you could say you pick out of what more or um, Burke, they've gone quiet in the second half, as is the whole side. I think I'm going to pick Kyle and Callum Styles, who's given us, you know, industrious running and some um, intelligence on the ball when we've needed the most. There it is.
0: 4-3. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. Achtung, Mehlball.
1: Done well today, Michael. Um, I've got to say, we gave that away in that second half, mate, didn't we?
3: Yeah, we did. Um, Hello, dear listener. I've made the walk over to Birdshit Corner. I think I'm leaning on some Birdshit. Um, but you get immune to it after a while. Yeah. We'll yeah. Yeah. Have got that in the Premier League at first. Oh, it's heartbreaking, Nick. I mean, it weren't even for the whole second half. It was, it was um, what, 15 minutes in the second half. We were still 3 2 up. It's just, I can't speak to you. You just mate. said it,
1: you close it down, go for this round with we keep hearing about, and um, manage the game. That's what decent teams do. I, I really question. Um, and we were doing, going, listening in the background, listeners to the, the end of season awards, nice stuff and all that. But unfortunately, we in the death of it, we weren't good enough, Michael, and we weren't good enough on the on the field and off the field.
3: No, uh, well the thing is as well, you said we weren't good enough. The first half we were unbelievable, we were un- unstoppable, in my opinion. But it's just like we said, like we just said a moment ago, and you don't want you don't want to condone it, if you will. But there's none of the little professional fouls, the shirt pulls, the trips. The, 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 you know the, the things that break down the possession that break down the game there's no long balls no, there's, no. There's, there's
1: and we've given balls. up a 3-1 lead with the Premier League on the table that's not top quality stuff I'm, it's, it's harsh but it's a harsh business Mike
3: Nick half time mate people around us we were talking it'll be 4-5-6-1 that's how confident we were we really it was done like we, we was we were saying, oh, we hope we get fifth, because then it ideally would be easier yeah, yeah. than if we finish sixth. You know, that's what we were thinking. I was talking to Aaron Paul in the press box, and he was saying to me yeah, how good a first half it was, but we've just completely fell apart. I don't think I've ever seen a team really, in recent memory, fall apart like that in 45 minutes. No. I really don't. No.
1: Space we gave. I mean, I'll I, I take my hat off to Blackburn in the sense they found the spaces and exploited the plants. Some poor performances out there as well, especially in the second half. Jules Long, we've we've talked about many, many times. Might not be the time or place to to do it right now, but I I think he's cost us goals on occasions. I also got to say, Danny Mack looked a bit lost out there today, Mike.
3: I thought McNamara... I know he's got his fans and I know he's got his sports. He might as well not have been on the pitch. He, could, he couldn't hit the simple passes. When Diaz hit the post, it was him who had the ball and he got pushed off of it quite comfortably. And, and Ryan Loftus said it and made a good point. You look at Blackburn. They obviously saw that was the weakness, exploited it, and all the Second build-up stand that size. Yeah. But one thing I will say, that Diaz, he is a class act. Absolute class act for me. As
1: ever, it's, it's one or two quality players. We've got quality players in ZN and, and to some level, I think, uh, even Tom Bradshaw, but uh, not good enough today,
3: unfortunately. There we are. No, and, and the thing is as well, I think going back to the game management thing, a lot of people criticise the substitutions, a lot of people criticise the manager, criticise the tactics. Everyone's fully in their, in their right to do so. But for me, some of the players had to take some responsibility there because there were times, as I said, you, you know, we've got the ball and we, we're sort of going towards the corner flag at 2-1 up, 3-2 up, 3-1 uh, up, should I say, and even at 3-2 up, but they then decide to cut in and run inside and give possession straight away to Blackburn. That's naivety. For you, me.
1: you and me have been to plenty of non-league games. If we saw it in a non-league situation, you say, oh, well, that's par for the Kent, yeah. the, the uh, Scareful, the, the Essex senior, whatever. Not yeah. at this level. Um, I'm afraid in the end, the listeners have been found wanting when the stakes got too high. And I think that's probably the message of this season. So.
3: And, and as, I was, as I said on BBC Coventry the other day, and as I said to you, Nick, in private group chats, it was a staring contest and we've blinked.
0: Nice no, one. Achtung, Mailball.
1: Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to the post-match post-mortem after that 4-3. Uh, uh, unforgivable loss, in my opinion, today at home to, to Blackburn Rovers. Joining me are my fellow, um, what's the word for a, the, the post-mortem? Is it's a, a coroner, our fellow coroners, Mr. Neil Fissler. How are you,
4: Neil? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad at all. I'm probably doing a little bit better than Harry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Harry, how are you, mate? Harry's joining us.
2: <laughs> um I'm not good. I'm not good. I'm not gonna lie. Um I'm not good. This this one hurts more. More than I thought it would. More than I thought it would. Yeah, um
1: just to obviously by the time listeners will get to hear this show, they'll be well versed in what what happened today. But in a nutshell, we had uh, the the riches of the Premier League on our table at half-time, whether lucky or justifiable. But anyway, we were 3-1 ahead at the break um, and the, the, the glittering uh, prize was, was uh, certainly in sight at that stage. Um, and then, Neil, we contrived to produce what I've called Sunday morning defending. I, I think I might be doing a bit of a disservice to the likes of the Essex Senior League and, 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 the, and the Southeast Counties uh, Eastern League because we just went to pieces, mate, in that opening phase of the second half.
4: Yeah, we shot ourselves in the foot, didn't we, big time. Uh, there's not much you can really say about it. <laughs> I know people are going to expect an hour's worth of content. I well, don't expect an hour out of this. <laughs> but it wasn't. But But I think what we've got to be truthful about is We didn't cost ourselves the playoffs today. It's been a long time coming. I think anybody who's a realist, and I've said on Friday shows that we weren't going to make it, and for any one of a number of reasons, we took one point off Wigan, probably the worst team in the league. There were six games on either side of Christmas that we didn't score a goal in. We've had three, three, or Two, two lots of three games where we haven't scored. We failed to sign a striker in January. We were too reliant on Bradshaw and Fleming. Uh, do you want me to continue where it all went wrong? I, I
1: think I think you've I think you've summarised it very very well, and I can't disagree with any
2: of it. I mean, Harry. I mean, despite all that, at half-time, we were in the playoffs in fifth. Yeah, we uh, were. So. I, 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 so, despite all that, that you know, you can say all that, but let you know we got into a position, despite all of that, yeah. which we can all have our own opinions on all of those points, but we've got into a position where Millwall, as we kicked off the second half, are in fifth place with a defensive manager that takes pride in defensive solidity, defensive um, a defensive shape, a defensive structure, and basically, for reasons that I can't understand, plays a goalkeeper that cannot save a shot from twenty five yards. He is incapable of doing it because he is a terrible long distance shot stopper. And I've watched Millwall get close twice now in the last six years and basically fall to pieces because of not putting in the best goalkeeper at the club in goal. This is very simple. The the fact that George Long can kick a ball is a fucking myth. Right? To kick a ball up to a five foot nine striker is fucking madness. Right? And Do not get me wrong. It's not just George Long's fault. It wasn't just Jordan Archer's fault because it is people who pick them. It is partly their fault. There is a reason that Bart has not been brought back in when he's been dropped. There there must be a reason because he was at fault for the goal at Reading. He's at fault for two of the three goals today. The and Diaz one at the end is absolutely a fantastic strike from a guy that can do that. why we've given him time and space. That would be uh, my question. But yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, but that's what killed us. Yeah, but that's what killed us. It wasn't actually Long's goalkeeping to a certain extent. Long's goalkeeping was a contributing factor, but we were giving too much time and too much space on the edge of our penalty area.
2: I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't tell me that the goal, the goal, the second goal for them, three minutes into the second half, isn't a George Long error. It is a George Long error.
4: Yeah, but the other two. Yeah, but the other two, we've given them too much time and too much space. The first goal, yeah, the guy had too much time and too much space and put it in from 25 yards. Yeah, Long was unsighted, but I do think he could have done better. Certainly the second goal, and there was a couple of others where we gave them too much time and too much space. Yeah, but he is a poor goalkeeper, don't get me wrong.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I am saying to you, I am saying to you, that he should never have been in that fucking goal today. You should never been in the goal after fucking Wigan. There is no there is no way at any other club, at any other club, maybe Man United because the gayer at Man United's fucking Teflon and all. But it, it, it's a joke. It's a simple joke. And it, it comes back to this. Every other player has been dropped at some point this season. Every other player, probably other than Cooper, has been dropped at some point, has come in and out. The only person since he's got in this team that hasn't been removed is George Long.
4: Didn't Long miss a game because he was ill? He missed the game because he was ill, wasn't he? Yeah,
1: I do, I, I do, I, I do agree. I mean, Jules Long is not solely responsible. He certainly um, could have done better with the uh, the first equalising goal in the first half. There've been so many goals, listeners, today that I'm actually losing track. I'm trying to think back. We were one nil ahead. Maybe I haven't seen the offside against Tom Bradshaw, so I'm speaking pretty definitely close. offside. Definitely offside. I mean, people have sent me yeah. messages saying that I, you know, I'll take
4: close, close, but. He was definitely offside. If VAR was in charge, it would have been actually ruled out because he was offside. Very, very good decision from the liner.
1: How about the goal? How about the equalising goal, Neil? I mean, you've seen it, obviously. Um, It looked in real time like Long could, should have done a lot better. With a shot from distance. Uh, How did you see it? It
4: it, it was one of those things where he got across, but it got through him. But you can't see if he actually saw it until it was right on top of him because it came from behind a couple of players. But could he have done better? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, was he unsighted? Yeah, possibly. So it's one of those that. It's six or one half dozen of another. The fact was the geezer shouldn't have got the shot in in the first place to have even gotten in a goal.
1: I agree. I, I agree. I agree with that. Because, I mean, that, that's what went wrong at uh, Wigan, Harry. I mean, you know, t- giving players and other games, I think, that we've seen in recent weeks where we've just given time and space to players uh, to take shots from distance and, and, lo and behold, they're scoring goals.
2: I mean, there's a, there's a correlation between taking shots from distance at George and them going in. Um <laughs> I'd argue I'd argue that I don't have the stats in front of me. I could do a big fucking piece on the amount of times that Bart gets beaten from 25 yards versus the amount that Long gets beaten from 25 yards. You can do it. some goal. People have strengths and weaknesses. His weaknesses has been exposed that he doesn't move across his goal. And it's the same goal. The same goal again and again and again. It gets whipped either. Normally from a throw restart, by the way. We're terrible at defending from fucking offensive throw-ins against us. We don't reset. We don't shuffle across quick enough. But that's something for Gary Rowett to pick apart another day. But literally, it's always the same one. It comes from one side of the box or the other side of the box. Long doesn't get across the goal quick enough because he's too close to the opposite post of where he needs to be. And that is why he doesn't get there. Some keepers are not very good at shots from distance. He's not very good at coming and claiming the ball or dealing with shots from distance. These are the two weaknesses that he has. No, I agree. He's, he's,
1: he's by no means the best goalkeeper we've ever had. I mean, it, I also just wanted to just come back. I mean, yeah. you mentioned, um, uh, I, I think someone mentioned distribution, because that's the reason he's supposed to be in the side. I miss I, I, as much vaunted, this this uh, distribution thing, because, I mean, you Neil, know, I, I've... I can't see the skill in his distribution. I mean, it basically punts it into the corners and and um, set Tom Bradshaw running after it or whoever's nearest. Um, in the first half, I don't want to, I don't want this to be a, a a podcast that you know relentlessly condemns Jules Long. Cause I think there are other factors in it, but I thought having gone ahead, nearly going two up, and then being pulled back, I thought it was to our credit yeah. that we actually had the mental strength to to get back in front. I mean, albeit on the back of a. Defensive error um, from the uh, the central defender for Blackburn. I don't know his name, um, but it, 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 we we, it, we did well to take that chance. And then obviously the the uh, Oliver Burke goal to go three one ahead. Yeah, we I just think at that
4: stage we should have closed the game out at that stage. It. Yeah, Close even it. though there was forty five minutes left, you would have thought that H made a good point. Uh, very very defensive manager who's got two very defensive assistants, Yeah, Yeah? you would have thought that, okay, we might have conceded another goal, but then again, we could actually have caught them on the break and scored another goal. Yeah, you just don't know. But you'd have thought that we'd have tightened up slightly. I think one of the big points that has cost, or something that has cost us, is actually the injury to Cresswell. I think that since Hutchinson's come back in, he hasn't looked the same, Sean Hutchinson, has he? I don't know if he's fit or if father time and injuries have just caught up. But Cresswell, we're both, we're both. Yeah. Cresswell and Cooper looked very solid. I'm almost certain that with Cresswell and Cooper in the middle there today, we probably wouldn't have got beat 4-3, to be honest. I don't know what anybody else thinks about that.
2: I, I think we should have gone 5 at the back at half-time, but that's that's what I thought we should have done. Um I'm amazed he didn't do that H because that,
1: that was the, I mean, how many shows have we done? We, you know, the three on this screen other people have done the show over the course well, we'll of a long time. We've been on for
4: years about we're hanging on and about round Yeah,
1: where when we're, it's but needed. But the time we wanted it.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh dear, there we are. This is where um, we
2: like Normally when you first come in and you, you have got to ask, when you get beaten four three at home, when you're leading three one, you do have to question the game management of your manager. Um, and you know we still finished eighth, and it's been a good season if you take it as just that. But it's not because we've been in the playoffs for out of what nine months of football, we've probably been in the playoffs for eight eight months collectively, and yeah. we, we've let it slip through our fingers by our own by our own, you know. Bad results at Huddersfield, bad results against Wigan, bad results today. But his substitutes today were fucking weird. And I don't get it. Ty- I mean, the elephant in the room, we're, we're, I'm sure, I don't know if you saw where you were sitting, is Tyler Burry, I, I I just, that certain people at the club have got to do better by young players. And this is a running theme, is that you don't put someone... Into a position that they can do what he's ended up doing, and that's bad man management by like Gary Rowey. And his career at the club will probably be dead now, so that that's tied the beer off because you don't come back from that at the den. I'm afraid that, that just there's no well, be honest, there's no coming back.
4: Yeah, but be honest, from what I've been reading, he was being abused when he was uh warming up, was he? Yeah, well, which isn't great, is it? Yeah,
2: that's in front of that's in front of Nick. If that's happened, I can't see that from where I sit. Yeah, all I can say is that when he come on, he was asked yeah, after I three going minutes. By he was asked the track. Yeah,
4: well, oh, I'm, I'm just going by half.
2: Very reliable source. Hoff.
4: No, yeah, no, they are quite balanced on it. Apparently, there were people giving it to him when he was warming up. But if he's actually stuck his fingers up or his tongue out or done whatever he's done, yeah, that's unforgivable.
2: He was on. He was on. He was on the pitch. He had the uh, Blackburn right back come bombing past him. A two on one against Scott Malone, and he's trotting fucking three minutes after coming on gets a, gets dogs abuse like anyone would. Any Millwall player would get that abuse for coming on and not putting the work in. We all know they would, and he reacted. And yeah, you know, I, I can I I compare Mister Bury to a certain. Young player of the year that should be in front of him, in my opinion, in, in the Millwall pecking order. And you know, Gary Rowitz chosen to bring him on. I, I think, with the benefit of that, benefit of hindsight, you know, fucking what was had a great game, had two great games on the spin. Actually, the one at Blackpool for him was, was good, and I've been one of his biggest critics. But you can't be free, like, I. I, I can't. I haven't watched it back. I'm not going to watch it back because I don't want to put myself through 45 minutes of fucking pain again. If I'm being totally honest, uh, no, you can't be three-one up with the, the Premier
1: League as the prize and give up a three-one lead. I mean, it, for me, it. I, I think I said it on the radio show I did with with um, Aaron earlier on. It, it, it fundamentally the the squad and the manager have shown themselves to have fallen short. Um, whether that's made we're not good enough, I, the results do the do the talking in the end, don't they? Because that was what was on, on the table at half-time. That's what we had within our grasp, and that's what we've let get out of our grasp. And now there's no coming back from it.
4: Cause we're I'll make summer a summer, very so big so, um... statement. We're not good enough, mm. and we're not ready on and off the pitch for the Premier League. This thing- do Oh, I agree with that. I don't think that's that's radical.
2: I I just think that the fact is that when you have a chance, you have to to take
4: it. We would have missed our chance. Yeah, but it would have been embarrassing if we'd have somehow fluked our way through three games in the playoffs.
2: I mean, it might have been embarrassing, but the. But the eighty million quid would have gone down nice. Uh, you know, it would have built. It would have built. It would, it would have, that uh, would have been a big step accepted, in the right I'd have direction. I've accepted one year of getting embarrassed, so I make sure this club's around after Berylson goes. That that's basically that. What yeah. I how I feel about it. I know that we're not ready for the Premier League. I know we'll never be ready for the Premier League because we are who we are, and we have our own certain quirks and things that don't allow us to do that.
4: But well, we can put ourselves in the position. Um. Well, we've got the foundation.
2: The strings that come out when we do fucking well is a reason in itself to not fucking want to go there. Because, again, I was surrounded by strings today, fucking arguing over where they were sitting, standing in the fucking eye. It's just it's just a fucking chaos. You're right. The club ain't ready for it. (laughs) Uh, But all they see is a pound note. I mean, fucking it's beyond me. Like even the fact that they've handed the trophies out after the fucking game whose fucking brilliant idea was that that could not possibly go wrong in any way shape or form could it Nick? The,
1: the stadium was the stadium was empty it was a very very flat um obviously in the in the aftermath of um, what's been lost it was
4: not going to be um, you know Saturday night out time is it yeah, the foundations are there though aren't they we've started well we've made tremendous improvements off the pitch this year okay we haven't got some areas of the business sorted out like i think it's i think the club shop and that's still a still a pan shop Mickey mouse organization
1: but they may change neil because they've, they've changed the uh yep. the
2: contractor
4: that, that yep. they and playing with. wise this is actually a chance if Rowett stays. I'm not convinced he's going to stay.
2: There's rumours online he's going to Palace.
4: <laughs> Yo, do we get any compensation? Are you going to offer the drive-in
2: there, H? I oh, don't I don't. I don't care if he goes. I'll be totally honest. I don't want to go to Crystal I wonder I whether he go will to go. to train for SBC. It's a fucking nightmare for mine. Uh, probably quicker to get to West. Bronx. I
1: mean, that's, that's, that's the first question. That's the first question, chaps. I mean, will he will he stay? Will he go? Uh, and much derives from that because um, three year plan.
2: Well, I mean, it's, happened,
1: it's, it? it's, it's easy to it's easy to take the Mick and out of Gary Rowett and the three year plan and all the rest. Of it. But we, you know, I mean, it's a very mild situation, boys. That we're, we finished in the eighth position in the in the second tier, second division, as I always think of it. Um, Now, I haven't got the the notes to hand as to what historically that's a pretty good um, season. We haven't had many seasons better than that. And yet it feels like it's so flat and such a huge opportunity has been thrown away. I I was watching one of those um, uh, disaster videos where someone was a a young girl was feeding seagulls and accidentally fed a, a, a mobile phone to it and it flew off. And it feels a bit like that, I although mean, it's like we're giving them the stale bread and I accidentally give them an iPhone 14 and, it's, and the seagulls shut off with it in its mouth. And that's how it feels tonight. Um, only times 100, probably, listeners. Um, so it's a very mobile situation. You can have a historically pretty good season. We've had many, many finishes above 8 We over the years. And, um, you know, and yet it still feels like we've been relieved of, of our wallet, you know.
2: Yeah, It's a poor
4: championship, though, as well. Sorry, Neil. I I think it's a massive summer for the club. This is going to be a very, very big summer for the club. We've got to decide what we want to do. Do we want to tread water in the championship or do we want to push on? And if we want to push on, well, we're going to have to bring in a better standard of player, aren't we? That's even if the manager stays. If he stays or if he goes, yeah, if he goes, sorry, who comes in? If he stays, will he be given enough money to strengthen? Because there's no two ways about it. There are there are players there that shouldn't be there. Bennett for a start. How many yeah. games has Bennett played this season? What use has he been? Not Ryan many, Leonard. Not many, um, How much no, 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 use no, 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 has no. he been to us this season? Didn't play today in the one game where we really needed Ryan Leonard.
1: Carrying a yeah. knot. Carrying a knot, yeah. apparently. Same carrying a knot. Uh, same as Shackleton I thought was unlucky apparently he's injured and wasn't 100% so was on the bench if needed but no I mean I I, I think I think the the areas that the club need to look at we're on the brink of a summertime there listeners and I I think along with every listener to this show certainly all the boys on the podcast including me I think I feel a bit milled up at the moment so it's quite hard to to think of um, you know positives out of today but certainly um recruitment's gotta be a priority, Neil. We've got to we've got to be thinking about the way we coach our players. Harry's point about how we handle young players, um, I think is an important one. I I didn't I don't know anything about the Tyler Bury situation and, and I don't know what he's supposed to have done. I haven't seen any of that. Um, but I do read what I read on 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 social media. That's the modern world that we live in now. Um and Mill is a very um it's a contradiction. So we are a unique club in the sense, because our, our support base will accept certain things and support certain things. And any sense that you are coming in with an attitude of any kind will get you, um, a bad time of it. And I don't know the, um, I don't know what's happened today, but, um, it's unfortunate that, because uh, I think Tyler is a, is a, a talented boy, but is at the wrong club? If he wants to, um, give it back because unfortunately that's, uh, just comes back on you twice over. Yo,
2: do you think fair? he'll stay with us, H? No, and I don't care if he don't. No,
1: Row it. Right right we're talking about, sorry. Yeah.
2: Oh, row it. Nathan Jones out of work. Reputation damaged after the South End thing. Uh, Southampton thing. Got Luton with a smaller budget, playing better football than what we do. There you go, for all the people that want to play football. I don't care. I know that our recruitment team will not sign good players because at that back four today, three out of the back four were not signed under Gary Rowick. Uh the centre midfield, one of them used to play under the previous manager and was brought back because Middlesbrough couldn't afford his money, rumoured to be. Don't know how true that is. And from there, what they got? They got Fleming right and the rest of the team. Burke. Did, Burke's had two good games, maybe, in his loan spell this time. One and a half. Watmore's Whatmore, come good in two games since January. I don't know if he wasn't fit when he's come, but he looks... All of a sudden, like you got a rocket up his ass after Blackpool, and um, yeah, what more? Like two or three he's good he's games
4: the, for me, I think. He's looked the better of the yeah. two. I
2: but... think sometimes he goes. Sometimes, I mean, I saw him at West Brom. I don't think I'll ever. I don't think I'll ever recover from physically <laughs> watching that because that was hard to watch. Well, I suppose it was hard to watch the day. <laughs> Fucking hell, too much hard to watch shit. But but I'm I'm just I don't know. I, I think you make a good point about being milled out. I feel very this feels flat because again, like. It's an elephant in the room. We still haven't got to 72 points. We missed out on 72 points once. We still didn't get there again. And we we're supposed to be closer. And I don't think we are. I just think the league's shitter. And this season, the teams that have got more money than us underperformed. And the teams... And we've done brilliantly with our budget. No, make no bones about it. We have done fantastically well with our budget. But unfortunately, that doesn't get you promoted yeah. when you don't get into the playoffs. So... I I don't know how to feel about it. Probably in a week's time, I'll feel all right. I'll fuck off on holiday, like most of you will. And we all think it's a good season. But it was there. It was there. For for 15 blissful minutes at half-time, I was working out. We were there. We were playing Luton over two legs. And I thought, oh, it'd be all right. I thought it'd be all right. Yeah, but we would
4: have fancied our chances against Luton. I've got to be honest.
2: Yeah, I would have. I wouldn't
4: have fancied our chances against Middlesbrough. I think they're probably a lot better than we are. Yeah, but
2: a defense, I'd have fancied, I'll be honest, I would have thought that two games against Luton would have been fine and a one off game against Middlesbrough. I'd have, the Millwall in me would have thought we'd rise to the occasion on the day. But we don't really do that anymore, which is my, I mean, we did it at Blackpool, so that's a contradiction in itself. But recently, I don't know whether or not it's a bridge too far or whatever analogy you want to use. Some of the players that fucked on living on this mill rollercoaster, you know what I mean. I feel like it's caught, it's caught up with it a little bit and the little team that could and all this kind mm. of shit. It must be exhausting to live in the bubble, and we only sort of half live in the bubble because we're we're fans at the end of the day. I don't know what it's been like fucking the training ground, and I'm not going to know. But
1: they did look. I mean, in the in the um, rightly as they should, but they did look absolutely devastated in the post match. Um, what should we call it? The ceremony or whatever you want to call it. Um, and they looked um, out on their feet at the end of the game and they looked devastated at the, in that, like there's the last place on earth they wanted to be. They had their wives and kids there, so they probably got to put on.
4: I think they gave it everything and they were definitely emotionally attached. You could see that on the final whistle that there were quite a lot of them sunk yeah. down on the floor. I don't know if the reality had sunk in or they were expecting everybody to come flooding in and start <laughs> windmilling them. Well, it's one way to avoid. A,
1: it's one way to avoid a pitch invasion, now, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean that was that that in itself was a death of Millwall tradition on a weekend, a coronation weekend full of tradition. That was very untraditional. Everyone fucking off at full time rather than making a mad dash past parading stewards. Well, there was, there was that sense all. of
1: deflation at the end of of a very very tough
2: it, afternoon. But there I think it was shock. There were not even anger around me. I don't know what it was like up where you were. I, I, there was. It was like um, it was like someone had died. It was like almost.
4: I think it was because we were three one up, and we thought rightly so that we were halfway there, and then to capitulate like that, you, you you're almost it's almost a bit of disbelief. It would be like the Brighton cup tie when we thought we were city. Yes. when we thought <laughs> yeah. well. and. Uh, yeah, and you know, you know, it's the same sort of analogy, isn't it? That that we was within touching distance, and at the end, you were that drained of everything, you just couldn't be bothered to feel angry, could you? Well, we've gone from the well, no, H is probably different, but
2: no, I was, I didn't stay for the first time for the fucking walk round and all that mm. for the first time. I think ever since I've gone, um, I feel. I mean, I'm old enough. Some people don't think I am. I realised this earlier on. Phil Clark said something to me. Didn't really, thought I was in my 40s pretending to be in my 30s, but I generally am in my 30s and I can (laughs) remember the the Stern John in the last minute and kind of, I I sort of said earlier on that, you know, I thought that happened all the time because we'd gone auto-win-screen final, and we'd gone to Wigan and got beat in a League 1 playoff final, or Division 2, as it was then, and then won the league. And then the following year, you know, we got in the playoffs. I just thought, you know, it supporting me all. We're a good club. We might win stuff, you know, at 11. No one had sort of opened the uh, trap door to reality. And then 20-odd <laughs> years later, we're fucking... It's the first time we've sort of been wait till back it's, or to it. Fifty of being plus years, Harry well, Warren. Hey, yeah, uh, the, the problem is, is I, know, I know you've already had one heart attack. I mean, fucking three one to four three. I don't know how many more times they can keep doing this to poor people like you. It
1: was um, no, I think I, I think the thing the, the deflation today was that it was it was such an atmosphere in the first half. It was it reminded me in some ways of that Fulham game a few years ago where we got. Um we got beat 3 0, I think, in the end, it was under Neil Harris when the again the playoffs uh, moved out of distant uh, touching distance in the end. Um but that was there was that manic quality, it was it was ma- the madhouse in the den. And you raised up so high only to then be dropped from a very um high point on flat onto the concrete um you know, with, with, a, with a shambolic second half. Um so I think that was um well it certainly left me feeling uh, nervously exhausted by the end
0: of today. Um, I'm sure every single. This one, the great what ifs, I mean, they also, I
4: think if we were 4-1 up at half time, we wouldn't have, uh, we wouldn't have drawn, to be honest with you. I think that that would have totally a punch of stuffing out of them. And it would probably have encouraged Rowett to go a bit more defensive to protect what we had.
2: I think as well with the barefoot hindsight while I'm sitting here, you know, the losses to Creswell, Murray Wallace, Ryan Leonard today, Shackleton, probably Andrews, a little bit Big to that, yeah. you know. And,
4: uh, you were Styles, you were Styles because he was going very well when he got, uh, that sternum or whatever injury. I like
1: him.
2: I want up. him to stay to be honest. I, I like
1: Styles. I I, I thought he we did well today. Um Tom Bradshaw did his usual Tom Bradshaw running into the ground thing, didn't have much joy, unlucky with the disallowed goal. Um and of course we've mentioned uh, Burke and Watmore already, but for the first half performance, certainly they're on fire. And their best showings in, in the um in a mill shirt. Um Chaps, I don't know about you, but I think we've probably reached the end of any analysis we can give for today's uh, game and then and then the season. Uh, I just want to say thank you to you both for joining me tonight. It's not been an easy call, to be honest. I, I, this is the very last thing I wanted to do. Listeners, I've already done a radio thing earlier on and but committed to it. This is what we do for you, dear listeners. So thank you, Neil. And thank you, Harry, take your time out your Saturday night, boys. Thank you very much. Yeah, well on Monday nights, yes, you mean?
4: And I've got a book to finish, so I'm gonna go Saturday, back to work. I
1: can't even think straight, dear listeners. Um, huge thank you to you two for tuning in to this show each week. Um might take a few weeks off now from podcasting. <laughs> I am up. Um, we'll be back at some point during the course of the summer time, I'm sure. Until the next edition of Acton Millwall Thank you for listening. Bye for now.
0: Acton Millwall